podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Can you do me a couple of ones in a change for you? Fag machine takes one, don't Yeah, yeah. Hey, whoa, 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 don't do that. No point doing that. Give him the tenner back, right? You give him the fiver and the fifty, right? Give him that back. So you take that and you just give him the free ones. Right? Give him the free ones, that's it. Now you give him 30, right? You give him the 10 bob back, and you owe him, if I'm right, 22 pence. <laughs> that's wrong, isn't it? Simon Day and Friends, featuring Billy Bleach and Dave Angel from BBC's The Fast Show, Friday, July the 3rd, 8.30, live on Facebook. Tickets only £5. Go to biletto.co.uk and search Simon Day and Friends. A Scottish football podcast that isn't obsessed with just two teams. Niche nonsense. Or surprisingly brilliant. You decide. The Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. The cult Scottish football podcast now adapted into a hit TV show. Search the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast on your chosen podcast player now. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I'm Boyd Hilton. Psychic Psychic Josh is finally with us after major technical difficulties, which are the bane of our lives in these days of Zoom and uh, etc. But hi, Josh. Good to be with you, Boyd. I'd say minor technical difficulties. I've seen much worse. Well, I mean, all right, fair enough. But you have kept our very special guest, Alex McAwain, for about 10 minutes. So apologies to Alex. Hi, Alex. Oh, you're already intervening. Hi. Yeah. What you, what, what, I was what going to say, Josh. I was going to say, Alex. I don't know what camera he's got, but I've never I seen know. anyone on a call clearer than him. It's kind yeah. of blurred behind him, and the focus on his face is extraordinary. Yeah, I saw that before when I was on it. I, I've not like got some like fruity, um, some funny setting. It's just yeah, on. It's just a, a model shot for you with with yeah. my massive head of hair at the moment. But also, can I just say, I didn't mind the technical difficulties because the timing of this tonight has got me out of doing bedtime with the kids. And the longer <laughs> this drags on, the less likely they're going to be to be up. So if you want to do like a season review, I'm more than happy. I am yours from now. It was Let's do... OK, we'll, do, we'll, we'll look at every squad member in detail. <laughs> Pros, cons, marks out of... Hundreds <laughs> likelihood that they stay or go. How old are your kids again now, Alex? They are two and three. Oh, that's so they're, they're, um, going. they're at the stage where yeah. you know, like it was, it was like they're at the stage where normally, like, kind of after after dinner, me and my wife and they've gone to bed, we just end up like sitting there for like 10 minutes just thinking, what, what the fuck has happened today? Like, with, honestly, <laughs> it's like I, I, the only way I describe it is I can imagine, like, yeah. When Brazil were at halftime in that Germany game at the World Cup about uh, six years ago, <laughs> that must have been. That's that's our reaction. Shell shocked. Shell shocked. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. As every night. But no, they're um, yeah. I, I can't hear anything at the moment, so it might be going well. That's Good. a beautiful segue into talking about David Luiz. <laughs> a memorable moment yeah. for him from his career. He got in, he's injured. I mean, what a return he's had. Contract problems, terrible yeah. performance, giving away goals and penalties. As soon as he's back, he's then off injured. It's been it's been a whirlwind three weeks. It's been a roller coaster 
for David Luiz, that is true. Yeah, we've also got loads to discuss. We've got. Um, I'm going to do a little, a little bit of a menu preview. We've got that. We've got um, Danny Sabaya scoring a very big goal. We've got um, uh, first away victory in the league under Mikel Arteta. We've got um, uh, interesting setups and formations. We've got Özil to talk about. Gwendozi controversy. Um, we've got um, the, still Partey. Thomas Partey, is that how you pronounce it? Partey, Partey. He still, still people claiming that he's going to join us, which I st- still find quite difficult to believe. And but I think the biggest news of all, I'm sure Alex will agree, was Kieran Tierney's Tesco bag. One of the great. One of the great asides from any Arsenal game that I've ever seen was Kieran Tierney rocking up with a Tesco bag. And the best thing about it was it wasn't even, it weren't even one of the good ones. He's, no. he's, he's, he's had that one for <laughs> a while. I absolutely loved it. But the thing is, though, that's what I want. I want to see him, like, I don't want to see him going in there holding some sort of, like, Gucci man bag. I want to see him, like, a little bit of, Classic. Even do you know what? Even if he, if even if he went down to like one of the bags that you put like your fruit and vegetables in, you know, one of yeah, those Hessian, thin bags, Hessian, yeah. basic, and yeah. then just go. And, he does his talking on the pitch, not with his with his bags. I love Kieran yeah. Tierney. Everything about him is like old school. I know it's like a cliche stereotype, but it really is an old school proper footballer. There's also a still shot of him from yesterday's game where he's like looking so intense and furious and like gritting his teeth. And it's like everything. And it's just been brilliant anyway. His performances have been brilliant since he came back from injury. Josh? Uh, Is it the best piece of guerrilla marketing you've ever seen in your life from a supermarket? (laughs) Yes. Guaranteed (laughs) coverage from Tesco out of nowhere. Fantastic. I, I admire the PR stunt. Yeah, it's a perfect choice because it could have been, you know, we don't want it to be Waitrose either, you know. I think you're right, it could yeah. have been a Gucci man bag. Waitrose would have been too much. I think Lidl would have been a bit like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to show how down I am with, with the working class. <laughs> so Tesco, I felt, was perfectly pitched. Yeah, yeah Sainsbury's are worried because they've given David Louise a couple of their bags <laughs> and they're worried he might use them now. So <laughs> I feel Urza was probably got like a... Uh, <laughs> got like a, some kind of bag for life. The other great photos were of in the in the um, in the league game when it was really sunny and they're all under their umbrellas. Did you see those pictures of um, like Lacazette was sitting there cross-legged, sprawled across like three seats, like not caring the world, loving life under his umbrella. Özil was like, if you if you looked up lonely figure, cutting a lonely figure in the dictionary, you'd see that picture of Urzo under his umbrella, just forlorn. I love, I love the fact that the players have now had the experience that the rest of us get at like a League Cup or a Europa League group game where you have about three seats either side of you. Yeah. <laughs> to see it, yeah. chill out. There's nobody there. They've managed to finally experience that just for themselves. Exactly, exactly. What, Alex, what's your feeling about since restart about the whole experience of watching these matches on TV without, are you, are you using sound, the sound of the crowd or are you going pure, like natural? Which way have you gone? I've I've gone, I've had a little mess around with it just being like quite uh, silent. I've I've left it on with the sound of the crowd. I mean, they're always slightly off with it. Um, But at the same time, it's still been, it's just so, it's so weird, but I do quite like to hear. I don't know if it is it someone with the crowd sounds that's there with a button because the, in one of yeah. the games there was the one where I'm sure that they pressed the wrong button and it was like an ooh 
And it was just like nothing yes. had happened at all. And I like the idea yeah. that they've got buttons in front of them, which is like a boo. And I'm really hoping that soon, like a team will score and they're accidentally, <laughs> accidentally pressed like the boo or something yeah. like that. But I think, yeah. do you know what? The, the biggest thing, I mean, the first game obviously was, was Man City. And um, mm. apart from the, you know, the first 20 minutes, no matter what the background sound was, all you would have heard was me swearing. So it, it didn't make a lot, a lot of yeah. difference in that one. Yeah, but the last two games, have, we, we've kind of thankfully come good, haven't we? I mean, we, I, I, you think know. We, I think we have. I, I still, it doesn't feel like we're, it still doesn't feel like we're, we're fully kind of clicking but at the same time, you know, I mean, after after the Brighton game, you kind of feared the worst, really, and you thought this is going to be this. Honestly, it was just like I can't even be doing with the rest of the season; just finish it now. Or can we just say, look, we'll just leave it and void it? Yeah. And um, yeah. but it was, I I I think that you know, fair play to them because you know that they got a result uh, against Southampton and and you know against Sheffield United. Yes, I, I actually thought, despite what the BT punditry suggested i didn't think it was that bad like according no, to you, you'd have just switched on at half time or full time you genuinely would have thought we'd have got humped about five nil it was yeah. it was astonishing yeah. and i don't normally get annoyed about stuff like this but it like it was so pessimistic and i just thought well i mean okay they're not perfect don't get me wrong but I mean, I'll moan about them as much as the next person, but God, it wasn't that bad. It was, know, it was kind of really negative. Like Rio Ferdinand's got a big problem with Arsenal. Hasn't he it? really does, doesn't he? I mean, he, the, the whole thing about the penalty I found extraordinary. Like it took it took Stephen McManaman about ten minutes to acknowledge the fact that that bit was a clear foul in the penalty area. He was like, it was almost like he was blinded by it or something. He was like, all right, yeah, there is a foul in the penalty. I mean, area. even on... go on. I was going to say, even the referee who they had on, you know, in the studio very quickly said, well, yeah, I would have had to award a penalty. Yes, it can be a soft penalty. It can be a slightly stupid challenge if you look back at it. But it, it, was, it was a, a penalty. Yeah, yeah, it was a penalty. He kicked him. It was literally the first three player I saw. Yeah, exactly. He's kicked yeah. him in the back of the foot in the yeah. area and he's gone down. And don't get me wrong, it was, a, I mean, Lacazette, it was a slightly... Um, exaggerated fall but at yeah. the same time it was a stupid challenge and if one of our boys had done it I would you'd have been sat there just going if that had been Mustafi you'd have been going what are you doing so it yeah. was kind of like it was almost like no Sheffield United player couldn't possibly have made a stupid foul like that they're better than that and it's like no he's done it it's a penalty um yeah exactly yeah and Robin Van Persie something about him that annoys me as a, as a pundit as well just the fact like... that he pissed off to Man United <laughs> There's that. There is that. That, that seems to be but the thing that I hold against yeah, him still. Yeah, no, I, I hold that as well. But I also hold the fact, but he's also I th- as it, needlessly harsh as well, like going along with everything Rio Ferdinand said, like he being even harsher in some ways. You do get a lot of that, don't you, where players that played for a club, obviously he, obviously played, he, did, he did play for us, but they feel like they have to be extra critical, I feel, sometimes. And they, like Martin Keown does that as well a lot on commentary. He goes crazy about our players in a way that he doesn't, I don't think, about players for other teams. I think it's quite... I think Quite sometimes with, with some of the some of the players, though, I was kind of you know, it's like when like when Lee Dixon's vocal about Arsenal's defending or Keone's, I kind of listened to it more because I thought, well, they actually defended 
properly. Mm. But you, when you've got Van Persie there going, yeah, talking about Arsenal's defending as if it never happened in his day. And it was like, <laughs> hang on a minute, we were absolute dog shit defending when you played for us as well. It wasn't all your fault, but still, it's like as if he'd, he'd never seen an Arsenal team defend badly. And it's just, I, I find that side of it astonishing. Yeah, completely, yeah, yeah. What do you think, Josh, of the of the overall? I mean, it's still true. I think that you know the thing that Alan Alwood kept saying about we haven't really you haven't seen really two good halves of football from us at all. But I'm not sure if you have from many teams, you know, apart from Liverpool and Man City since the since the since the revival of the season. Like most teams seem to have moments of te- I mean, even City actually in that Chelsea game, their defending was diabolical in, in some of that in that in that game. So I feel like. We're kind of about the level you'd I'd, I'd expect it to be really, you know. Apart from those two, those two defeats, which I think was, there was a lot of bad luck involved. But bit, you know, we've got up to ninth, through in the top half of the table. Um, we're kind of steadily, we're hopefully starting to put a run together. We're in the semi-final of the cup. It's like it's fairly things aren't all doom, are they? Not all doom, but we're not great to watch. And, and maybe if you just, you know, if Alex does want to do season reviews for the next, you know, couple of hours, I think we've perhaps acknowledged that. I mean, you talk about the Van Persie time, bloody hell, we were a lot better to watch in those years, you know, going forward, certainly. So I am encouraged. It was great to get a clean sheet against Southampton. You know, it was a slightly freakish goal that, that we, you know, I think it was a bit of luck we needed. Because I think against Brighton, we were unlucky to lose. We got a bit of luck and Nketiah did his bit. And then I agree with Alex. I didn't. I thought the punditry was a little bit too critical of us. But yeah, obviously a bit fortunate to go through. We just need to try and find a way to salvage this season. And for me, that's getting into Europe. And now winning the FA Cup is as good a chance really as getting in the league. Because much as you know, okay, we won a league game the other day. You know, with Wolves pulling away really looking like they're going to be the ones to take that final slot. There's still Man United. There's still Spurs. There's, I don't think we're going to qualify in the league. So I don't know how you're feeling about this semi-final against Man City, but I feel we're going to lose. feels like that's, that's our season now. That really does feel. And I'm glad our season at least has got a few more weeks to go because I'm not that confident that we've got Wolves, Leicester, Spurs, Liverpool to play. That. I can't see us, you know, doing too brilliantly in some of those games. But I'm excited that we've at least got a semi-final, something to keep the season going. Well, yeah. yeah I, I, th- can't I think people keep arguing, though, that if, in a way, a season out of Europe might do us some good, as if mm. it as if it will, it will be, you know, the, the financial gain from the Europa League is, you know, is, as opposed to just having a season out and less games more time for Arteta to prepare them. But I'd still, I still think that the Europa League is still something, something to aim for. I still think if you get to the latter stages of it, again, it's a route to the Champions League. So yeah. I, I, I don't really subscribe to some people. Because like, oh, they're using that example when Chelsea weren't in Europe a few, a couple of seasons ago, aren't they? And, and mm. it helped them. And when Leicester won the league, they didn't have extra games and, and things like that. But I, I can't see us challenging for the title. So, and I don't know. No. I think we need all the money we can get at the moment. By the sounds of it, that's another big worry. Yeah, I think it's mostly worrying financially, as you say. Yeah, I think that's like, we, we really are. We are. We could be in desperate straits. Yeah, Josh, Alex, have you uh, claimed back the money for the season ticket? Did you see Arsenal put that up? No, I saw. So basically, it's weird. Yesterday, I remember getting an email about a month ago about it. About you, you had like a certain window, didn't you, to yeah. claim the money back. 
And yesterday I thought to myself, I didn't read it properly. So yesterday I thought, oh, do you know what? While I'm watching this, I'll go and claim my money back for, for the season <laughs> ticket. And I went on there and I went on the website and I was like, why can't I get on this? So then I dug the email out and I've missed, haven't I? I've missed it by about like two weeks. So my, my season ticket next year will probably be about four quid. But <laughs> all yeah. the refunds That's and stuff bonus. like that. Yeah, yeah that is a, is a bonus. Um but uh, yeah, I was quite disappointed. Hopefully, I do yeah. another window because I can't. I can't see us being in the grounds anytime for a long for a while. I can't. I, it's no, mm. I don't see that. Also, I get it, but they took my away credit off me for City away, and it was like, oh come on, I've made the effort to buy the ticket. I was gonna go. You sent it to me. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. harsh. Oh, there it. Yeah. Josh yeah. is holding up his ticket as well now. Yeah, yeah I don't know why. It- I, I I don't know if I'm holding this like optimistically about just a symbolic sign of re- being able to return to football. It's just on my desk here in front of me. But moment, I didn't get the money back. Would you rather have kept the credit or got the money back, Alex? I was happy with the money. I'd rather because it was it was my that was my first away credit on my season ticket because I only oh, got wow. the season started having it for my in my own name this season. So I was like. Oh, great. So that's gone. And I didn't even get the money back for it either. They haven't refunded me. So I'll oh. take it that'll be knocked off next next time as well. I haven't had any back. I've received my hundreds of pounds in my in my bank account from my refund from my uh, season ticket, yeah. So I'm quite I was quite happy with that. Did you go on the website? I think they, and, and yeah, I did the thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah. Um Boyd, we, we should congratulate your, your great friend Derma. He had some lovely news. Yes. Yes, Dermot has Dermot and Dee have given birth together to a lovely boy. I say lovely. I mean, I haven't seen him, but uh, I'm sure he is lovely. Yeah, it's all very. Uh, I, I I joke. Dermot is not a huge fan of um, our central defender that we bought from Chelsea, who got who got sent off and um, basically conceded two goals single handedly. Um, he, he's always thought he was diabolical and terrible, and was furious that we bought him. So I am suggesting the cause of the baby Louise, but so far <laughs> hasn't happened. Um, but he's very excited, very happy. Yeah, still brilliantly, still sending us many, many messages about Arsenal and WhatsApp. Clearly, in between baby, baby uh, commitments. That's great. Is he? Is he already got Arsenal baby grows? Were they at the ready? I haven't seen them here, but I, I, I imagine he. I imagine he will. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, it's, it's got, it's got, it's got to happen. Yeah, completely. Um, we should congratulate um, Alex though, because you've got a. I don't want to. I want. We've got a special program coming out this Sunday. June the 5th, Sunday, June the 5th, July the 5th even, um, is a big night on BBC Two, Alex, because at 10 o'clock, there is The Kemp's All True. Which <laughs> heard this, this is a mockumentary about Gary and Martin Kemp, Arsenal fans, of course, I believe, um, made by Reese Thomas. And it's fucking hilarious. I've seen it. It's brilliant. Um, and I got to host an event with him about it last week. Preceding that, at 9 o'clock, is Alex Brooker, Disability and Me, a one-off, hour-long documentary epic made by your good self, obviously. <laughs> Hence the yeah, as, as, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's going to be a very different programme to, mm. to the to games. Mm. The, the it's not but a mockumentary. No, it, it's not. <laughs> no, it, it's absolutely not. Although there is uh, a moment in it. I, I've seen the documentary and I'm, I'm very proud of it and i'm really excited for people to see it and you know there are bits of it it's kind of looking back on me asking kind of questions about my life uh, as a disabled person and kind of looking at 
you know, what parts of it I'm kind of maybe not so okay with, or lot times in my life when I haven't been and meeting uh, other disabled people as as part of that journey. But the, there's a bit, there's a scene in it where I, I go to Arsenal and I meet up with um, members of the Disabled Supporters Club, which, you know, even though I, you know, I'm disabled myself, I've never really uh, been kind of a part of, of the Disabled Supporters Club. And I go and, and speak to them. And as part of the filming, that they've, they've got a camera on me from a distance in the ground. And <laughs> there's a bit in it where we score and I go, absolutely crazy and it's on me and i i really do celebrate and you'd have thought we'd have just got a last minute winner against uh united and then very next shot it hard cuts to the scoreboard and it's the one all home draw with southampton <laughs> <And> <laughs> it is one of the most sad things you've ever seen when i watched it i genuinely laughed out loud at how ridiculous <laughs> it looked at me giving it large and i can only Im- i remember the game and I can only think that I must have thought there was more time left because if you remember that game, we we scored in like the last minute and literally they blew the whistle straight away. It was yeah. almost the last kick of the game. I think Lacazette scored, and it was just it is, it was it's the for me it's the funniest the funniest part of the of the documentary. There's some there's some lovely moments in it, but I was glad that I got to I got to get to to Arsenal. As yeah, that is brilliant. Yeah, I look forward to that. Yeah, in the um, in the I got sent sent the official description of the show, and there's quite a lot about your meeting up with the Arsenal disabled supporters. Yeah, how, how are they how, generally? How do, are they happy with the way that with with what happens with them, Arsenal, the way they're treated and their position in the ground and all of that? I, I think do you know what, as a whole, Arsenal uh, for for all of their faults at times on on, on the pitch are extremely. They've got a very. They've always had a positive kind of attitude uh, towards disability, and obviously with, with with the stadium, the facilities are better there than than at, at most grounds. And you know, they 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 get quite well looked after. The thing I did take from it is they're kind of where where there's kind of like an area for for disabled supporters to go before the game. It's kind of in like a little room next next to the museum. Uh, it, it's kind of at the entrance to the museum. You know, opposite where you go, you go into the North Bank, next to there where they start all the club tours from. And there's a little kind of, it's a kind of like a little meeting room. And they've, mm. you know, it's all moved out and all the tables pushed aside. It was quite, I mean, it's fairly cramped. There wasn't a lot going on in there um, for, for for the disabled supporters. But on the whole, do you know what? I, I think that, you know, it was it was lovely to chat to them. And it was the big thing I kind of took from it is, you know, when we go to Arsenal, what whatever's going on, you know, if you've got a hospital appointment or something like that to do with disability, it doesn't, you're not thinking about that. You're still thinking, God, Louise is shit or something like that. And it's, <laughs> it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful uh, kind of uh, comfort to have. And uh, yeah, I really, it, it, I was really glad that we got to go there as as part of it. Albeit the fact that I look an absolute knob in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Well, I can't wait to see it. Frankly, are yeah, you missing the? Are you? Are we missing generally the experience of going to matches? Like, is that? Are you missing that as much as you thought you would? I am. Re- Do you know what? I really am, and I keep looking back on like times this season when I've had to go up to kind of to Huddersfield or something like that back home early and I've missed out on weekend games and and, and stuff like that uh, and I really I am missing it if I'm honest I'm missing seeing the people before 
before and after and obviously the, yeah. the away games as well are always always good fun apart from in general the performances on the pitch but it, I, I am missing it and it's one of those things where every now and again I'll just keep chucking these like little little bombs into conversations at, at home where you know one minute we'll be talking about like the garden and work we're getting done on the garden and I'll go and obviously you know that like so when Arsenal comes back, I'm, none of this stuff of me always like missing games like I do now. Like I'm going to be going loads again. Just I just want to make sure. So just to get get try and get get um, my wife used to the fact that I'm trying to give. I want her to go. Yeah, of course you you crack on. But she's not really said that so far. But I, I do. <laughs> I do keep saying I, I want to go. I want to go loads. But that Man City game was so funny because oh, I've been looking I forward to football being back so much, and I was so pissed off. Yeah, it. It was Even so though it was a predictable yeah. defeat, but the last two games yesterday was nice. It was lovely. Yeah. Still, a last-minute winner. It doesn't matter yeah. whether there's silence in the crowd. A last-minute winner. I still really celebrated, and it, and it was lovely. Yeah, you haven't ce- celebrated that much since Lacazette. <laughs> It was a very, it was a very similar c- c- uh, celebration. But it, well, you like, did, yeah. did you notice on the pitch though? If you look at like some of the replays, because some of the replays, uh, even though they've got the crowd noise over it, you can still just hear all the celebration. The noise you hear is from all the players on the bench, yeah, yeah. and I love that. Still, it still sounds like you know when like in Sunday League when the other team scores and they all their geezers on the bench will like really celebrate and stuff like that. You go and the other people are like, "Come on, guys! All right, it's only it's only Sunday League." Whereas it is, it's like it's only the FA Cup. But they really did give it large. Yeah. I really enjoyed listening to all the players up like, properly like celebrate and 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 when they ran to Sabas, just hearing their voices. It was great. I will complete. Were you like me when when Sabayos did did that run and he went past their defender and and he you thought he's gonna got to cross it. So was it who was it? Um, you had two players I think in the penalty area advancing and you thought he's got to get this right. And then when he took it on his own and I was thinking this is oh no he's gonna blast it over. I was absolutely convinced it, that he was gonna ruin the whole thing. It was gonna be a disaster and his reputation as being a bit of a disappointment. Frankly, it was gonna be sealed. And then to score it like he did was absolutely fucking beautiful. Again, no, even like, oh in, my god! Even in the commentary, they're blaming the keeper straight away. <laughs> a keeper should never be conceded Ridiculous. like that. Or maybe Steve McManaman, it was just quite a good finish. Is that possible? Mm. Maybe it was, it was a, a decent, finish. it was like a, you know, if you look at the angle he gets it in, it's a decent yeah. finish. And yeah. it was just like, but no, of course, it was it was all Henderson's fault. So there we go. I don't, couldn't possibly give credit to an Arsenal player. Uh, I'm pleased that we got a moment like that from Sabas because otherwise, yeah. I don't know what the moment would have been that we'd all remember from his Arsenal career, which will probably be one season long. I think his only other goal was against Liège at home, in the Europa League in a 4-0 win and probably wasn't that memorable. But, you know, to, to come and at least give us that moment, take us to Wembley, even though we won't be able to be there, it's, it's, a, it's a great moment. And, um, you know, I thought it was well, like, nice finish. A little bit of a surprise element to it as well. We didn't really expect him to shoot, as you were saying there, Boyd, and they didn't give him enough credit for the goal. But, yeah, it's yeah. that noise. You're so right, that, that noise. And you sort of know it's the away bench because there is still more noise for the home team because there's more... You know, presumably even the ball boys and the stu- like. There's just more noise going with the home team. So, um, yeah, it was uh, it was, just the it thing, was great. The thing I was thinking with Wembley is, 
obviously I realise that fans aren't allowed to go, but the best bit of some of the Wembley trips I've had over the last kind of six years or so have been like going to the Green Man pub before it and that's got a great big beer garden so like do we still get the green man because oh, it's like is there a big thing about which which set of fans get the green man pub because you definitely they're not going to give it to the city fans are going to travel all the way to watch it in the pub so give it to us you and need I'll to reserve it, it now though yeah you need to, yeah <laughs> that's always you need the, to phone the, them the, up yeah some of the yeah, worst bit about the, details. The, the cup semi-finals that I've been to, some of the worst bits have been that, like, having to leave the pub. And it's like, oh, can't we just... This is a good yeah, bit. Then you want to just stay here. That yeah. Wigan game. <laughs> yeah. Years ago. Especially with um, City to come. You'd be, you'd be happier in the pub, in all, in yeah. all likelihood. Um, I, I don't know, because with pubs opening in, in a couple of weeks, they will... Uh, do you think people are going to do events for this semi-final? Will there be gatherings? Because there will be some Arsenal fans who want to go and experience that in some kind of socially distanced outdoor arena. Or is that just all frowned upon and won't be happening, do you think, Boyd? No, they won't be able to do that. That's, that's the thing. That, that's not the, the club, thing. I just not... mean pubs. And... No, like... they're not. You have to, like, the, the whole system of going to pubs is going to be rigid, rigidly regimented. You're going to have to give them your email and phone number and you're going to have to book a table two feet away from another table. It's going to be, it's, it's not going to be like, it's going to be the least communal element of going to a pub there's ever been. I mean, I, it's my, that's my, that's the, that's what I, the understanding I have. Well, you could have given it five minutes before ruining that dream for me, boy, but there you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Alec, Come on, mate. <laughs> I also was going to say, even more, I was going to say, there's no fucking way we're beating City in a semi-final, is there? I mean, they, that is just, I mean... Is there any way that's going to happen? I would have rather have played anyone but City in the semi-final and then wait for them to the final because at least then you get to the final and anything could happen in the final. But I feel like in the semi-final, I can't see it. But that's that's me being very pessimistic. Yeah, no. I, I mean, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm still upset about what you've said about the pub. <laughs> I'm sorry, I still, I still think that if it's not a club-sanctioned event, then I, I don't see any reason why. If anybody who runs a green man is... Well, like literally, you could definitely do it and you know sell some tickets. So just let hey, you know. Green man, listening. Then I go. If they need a host, Alex, are you you around? Yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll free tickets. We'll 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 have a chat after the podcast for this. We'll, we'll, Boyd, you're not invited. <laughs> okay, thanks very much. Yeah, drink with a legend, you can call it. Um, drink That's with a common so legend. That's a socially distanced uh, part. I want to mention, I'm talking yesterday, the last two games, I want to mention Pepe. I think coming good, like, you know, I've always been a, I've been a fan of his, obviously he's had disappointing elements to, you know, but considering the number of games he's actually been picked for, which is not every single game, um, he's getting more and more play now. The eight goals, eight assists thing. um, And I just think generally his, his creativity, his dribbling, and all of that. I think it's a really positive. I feel it's a positive. I feel very positive about him. Alex, are you excited I think about? Got, I think he, he's. I've I've seen from him flashes where you think he's like he's. This is the player that they they've you know they've paid the money yeah. for, um, but they've kind of been slightly few few and far between. He's definitely getting better. I thought it was quite interesting Arteta the way he spoke about him after the game. He actually spoke really honestly about him and just said, you know, look, he's a great. Lad, but you know, at times his some of his um, I think he kind of alluded to the fact that when he doesn't have the ball, he was kind of letting the game pass him by, and I thought that that was quite an interesting uh, thing for the manager to say. It's kind of let you know because 
Pepe didn't really get as much of a look in with Arteta for for a while, and now you yeah. kind of think, well, this is why because he's he's not you know his off the ball work isn't isn't particularly good enough. I thought he was you know I think that again it's like yesterday there are better there's better moments from him, but I I want to see them uh, kind of consistently really. I, I want to see he's got you know every now and again do you know I think he needs to up up his level and just try and hopefully you know have more of an impact on, on more games. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was much better yesterday at, at the, at, off when he didn't have the ball. He was kind of tracking back more. I thought he was kind of just more aware, seemed more aware. Clearly, Arteta has been going on at him about it quite rightly. But I think yesterday and a little bit of the game before, I thought he was more on it um, than he has been in, in previous times. But yeah, I think I, 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 I'm, I'm broadly pro, Pepe. Are you looking quite, you're frowning, um, Josh. Oh, you've gone. We've lost him. I'm not totally convinced. I'm here. I'm not totally convinced. So I think I think there are signs of improvement, and you know, there's always going to be huge pressure, massive signing. You know, we'll see what what comes from him. You know, next season. I still think the absolute highlight at the moment is the 18 year old Saka, who we seemingly can't agree a deal with. I think that it was quite telling, wasn't it? The David Luiz comes out very publicly puts huge pressure on the club to make a decision and within a couple of days has a decision. With Saka, it doesn't feel like this is going the way the club want. They just cannot reach an agreement. And yet he's playing every game. He's he's only going to get in a stronger position to do this negotiation. And and it's a bit concerning because I, I did see that the news today that we're there's another young star, Balogun, who's you know, been in and around and certainly quite hyped up and they are just letting him leave, which is fine. But we're talking about a player who has been part of the first team now for months. And I don't know why I'm worried about that situation at the club. He's the player that most excites me. I I literally, I look at the team and I'm like, is Saka playing? Which is crazy, but that is how how I'm looking now. Oh yeah, yeah, it's not that crazy. But and also, didn't Arteta seem very seem made positive noises in his last press conference? And he said like, well, hopefully, I think he even said hopefully it will be resolved in the next few days or something like that. I mean, it still hasn't been resolved as as we record this. But yeah, it, he's he's got to be the priority, hasn't he, Alex? Signing, I, getting Saka. Absolutely, I think. The, I mean, it would help. Uh, you know, I look at it and I just think, well, sadly, Keir Jurabchian is in his agent, so we haven't done the deal yet <laughs> by the looks of it. And it's just like, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, I think that he is, to me, of all of the deals that, you know, are there to be done. And do you know what? To almost, oh, apart from Aubameyang, of course, but I think it's probably likely that Aubameyang would leave. But to me, the money well spent for Arsenal, when you talk about, you know, even if they give him a pay rise, you know, whatever limited money they've got, I can't see that if they go to buy someone who would be of that standard, it, surely it's going to cost them a lot more. So just do the deal. It's one of those things where after they've, how many times have we talked about Arsenal in contract negotiations and it's like, do the deal, just get it done. And they somehow, I mean, you know, they've given Cedric Suarez a four-year deal. You know, Louis got another one. And I, and I just think it's, you know, God, that contract they've given Ozil, which has crippled the club ever since they've done it, and it's just like, where's the, where's the prioritisation? It's one of the it's one of the parts which as much as much as what goes on on the pitch, stuff like this is kind of what makes me the most worried about Arsenal. That you've got all of these guys there, all of this management structure and stuff like that, and it's like, how are they not getting this deal done? I'm, I can't imagine. Bukayo Saka's agent has gone in and gone, right, 
He's played well at left back, hasn't he? Three hundred grand a week. That's clearly not happened. There must be mm. money there to do that deal, surely, because he saved them. He said the millions on getting yeah. a, a replacement, yeah, yeah. and the fact that he's played so well in different positions and at his age, he's only going to get better. So it's kind of, I, to me, it's a no-brainer, and it's one of those. Yeah, as I said, it, it's so frustrating with, with us that something's not quite clicked so far, and they're letting it go. Hopefully, they'll they'll do they'll do the deal because it'd be huge if they. If they don't. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, do we believe... Uh, apparently, go, sorry, Josh, what were you going to no, say? No, I was just going to say, I, I, I checked earlier how many appearances he's made. This Just has as a guess, how many first-team appearances? 30? 33. Really good guess. I mean, that, that's a lot, right? I know we've obviously playing different competitions, but we're talking about someone who's had, you know, huge, uh, huge impacts uh, across the season. So, yeah, hopefully we'll get it done. The other positive is, is possibly been, you know, Martinez. There was one amazing moment in that Southampton game with his distribution. Oh, yeah. Where he pinged yeah. the most beautiful sort of 70-yard pass. Um, I think, was it to Aubameyang? I think, I think it was, you know, in the first half. And he's performed... Pretty pretty well, mate. Made a lot of smart saves, but I guess maybe we shouldn't be so surprised. He's obviously been our cup goalkeeper, um, but that's also been fairly, you know, encouraging. And I thought Kalasinac, considering it wasn't his natural position yesterday, also did did fairly well, really, to you know be part of that you know defence in the way that he was. So you know there, there are positives here. I just I don't mean to get doom and gloom, but it's just as we look ahead to the fixtures to come after Norwich. I just haven't seen enough that makes me think we're we're going to sort of sufficiently, you know, get European football on our on our league uh, yeah, achievement. We, but look. we have got a terrifying next um, four games, haven't we? We'll talk about that. We'll talk about those and uh, more about Arsenal after this little break. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. And we're back from the break. Um, Yeah, I mean, looking at our our run-in, Wolves... Leicester, Wolves are like on fire. Leicester doing pretty well. Tottenham, I mean, anything could happen. Liverpool. I guess my one, I guess with Liverpool, you thought, I mean, I'd much rather play them now they've won the whole thing and then, you know, than, than not. So that's the thing. And then we've got Villa away and Watford at home who are kind of, they're going to be, you know, it, no, hard, a, tough games because they, they've got, they're trying to avoid relegation. So the whole thing is a fucking nightmare, isn't it, Alex? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, I mean, yeah, I suppose with Liverpool, they they have 
they have won it and you, you would probably think that they may not be going hell for leather. But you don't know, though, with them. It's kind of like, you know, Klopp's talking about this points tally. And it wouldn't surprise me if they still went all out for it. And I think, you know, with Tottenham, you know, I've not seen a great deal from Tottenham to make me think that, it, it you know, I still think they're, they're not that much much better than us if I'm if I'm being honest uh, yeah. and but at the same time you know the other games Wolves and Leicester they're the sort of games where I mean Wolves especially where you'd think we'd we'd come undone I, I've got a feeling I think Villa might be down by the time we play them the way things yeah. are going but yeah, Watford yeah. Watford I mean you you never like what uh, I still yeah that'll be a tough game they're, they're all going to be difficult but isn't that like in terms of the Premier League I never go. I think this will piss this. I've there's been it's been years since no. the last time I've looked at a game in the Premier League and thought we'll absolutely smash <laughs> these. It's been so long. Yeah, I know, I know. I I did kind of almost think that about Brighton, the Brighton game, then the harsh reality. When those games occur, you're reminded. Yeah. That yeah. Southampton at home. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I when I was looking at the fixtures again, I was thinking that, that you want to play teams that have got you know supposedly a bit less to play for but even Norwich like I mean they are almost on last chance saloon there is something to you know very obviously play for Wolves are going for the Champions League Leicester need to cement the top four Tottenham are going for Europe I really think with Liverpool never will they have the opportunity to lay down a marker on points um, you know like like this ever again and and even Villa I mean you're saying that they might be already down, but that would mean them being six points adrift with two to go. I mean, it seems a. I think that I think they might well go down, but they're probably still that. We might even send them down with two games to go, but I think they'd be probably just about still in it. And yeah, Watford on the final day, it's uh, it's not what we want, but just we need to go over Norwich to start with, uh, which we couldn't ask for a better fixture. Yeah, that that's as close as you get to a. Maybe we can actually. You know, have a convincing win, isn't it, Alex? Like you think, and you can't. Yeah. You, you know, you look at it as well. If we, if we beat Norwich this week, then you know, it's three wins on the bounce, and that's not that's not you know anything to be sniffed at. And particularly with with this Arsenal side, yeah. and you never know. Sometimes with players like with, with confidence as well, you've seen like how much yeah. difference that will make to them, and maybe some of the stuff they're trying might start coming off. You know, at times I actually thought we played some nice some nice football yesterday. We really yeah, did. I agree, I think there was a few times when we really yeah. cut cut um, Sheffield United open, if I'm honest. And like, I agree, hundred percent. I, I, I think it's, it's helping. Not the, yeah. the fast, it's not the fast, slick football we may not we may not like. But at the same time, uh, you know, if they if they get another win against Norwich, you know, then then who's to say that they, you know, might not just give them a, another boost? Let's be honest. We'll probably do this podcast again in a few weeks, and we'll have. <laughs> Got a draw against Norwich and lost the next two, and it'll be like, of course they weren't going to put a run. <laughs> I know, but I feel like it's possible. I feel it's more possible now that we do put that run together. I just look at players. I, I think a, I think I, I think it's a good thing what's happened with Gwen Doozy. I know that's like a disciplinary matter, but I felt I feel he's a. I just don't trust him in that midfield to stay put and to just to execute the simple things that our midfielders need to do. And I, and I, I actually, I know like I feel Phil Xhaka back in that role is better. And I feel like the players, I feel like using Zaka a little bit sometimes in mid in central midfield, you know, was, was interesting, was better. 
I mean, let's be um, honest. It, we've we've yeah. all we've had our problems with Xhaka, but my God, I was pleased to see him back playing because of yeah, loose, exactly. he, there is sometimes with him an element of control on the ball. Um, it's weird with Guendouzi because you know whatever the disciplinary reasons are. It's if the reports are true that um, kind of Arteta has dropped him for being an immature little shit, and the first <laughs> thing he does is go to the board and demand the move. That That's not exactly disproving Arteta's point, no. is it? No, exactly. <laughs> it's it's yeah. pretty much going, yeah, I am absolutely an immature little shit, and um, yeah. you're right to to do this. It's, but with Guendouzi, I see a lot of potential, but at the same time, I've seen, I've seen him get caught out so many times. Uh, and, you know, I mean, whatever's going on, he's clearly been disruptive there's no doubt about it there's clearly yeah. some sort of disruption that's going on Arteta's not going to just drop someone for the sake of it so yeah yeah what do you I reckon agree. Josh I'm pleased to see you know I, I think we discussed it didn't we Boyd that Gwenduzi is, is a lucky boy because it in this day and age of video analysis and looking back on incidents after games it did look like he had his hand you know, put, certainly put to the throat area, you know, in the aftermath of the melee at Brighton. So to get away with that, I think you're fortunate. Well, that was it's not funny. the first, that was not the first time. Said, yeah. We said how lucky he was that he hadn't been punished by the FA, but he ended up being punished by the awesome. manager instead, which was brilliant. But great. Uh, and, you yeah. know, absolutely, like, have have a bit of discipline, show that that's not, we're, a, we're, we're not about that. They've obviously already had the incident when they had uh, the player abroad. I don't know. I don't know if he thinks he's he's better than he is because on pure form, he doesn't exactly walk into this team at the moment. I don't think he'd be in my starting eleven. I think he'd be, you know, on the bench and and that's fine. Um but yeah, I I think I don't know. Is it Arteta's not the new George Graham with with discipline that we're gonna sort of see. But it's nice to feel that there's a stamp of authority. Yeah, on the club, and that's what it is. He's equally, yeah, he's definitely stamping authority more, much more than the, than the last few managers. Going, obviously, going back to, to to Wenger. I just look at the players that, that are playing now. You know, I look at Nketiah, Saka, Pepe, um, Tierney. Um, I think Holdings doing well, and I'm, and I do feel like the core. I think we've got a core group. Well, I know that maybe Holding. People said Holding was terrible yesterday. I, I didn't think he was terrible. I thought he was. You know, he had moments. Yeah, the goal, the equaliser, he was pretty at fault for. Even Kalasnac got in the right state. I mean, that was a bad, it was a badly time jump from Rob Holden. That's what I'd yeah. probably have done if I'd have been playing centre half there. <laughs> so it was that. That is a bit of a, a, black, a black mark against him. But I, yeah, I look at some of the players. But I, again, you know, we go back to Bukayo Saka, and you look at his attitude, and clearly it's so spot on. You look at Tierney, and it's their attitude and that someone else who's worked really hard. And then you look at Guendouzi and it's just like, God, this Arsenal midfield, like you could really, really like stamp your authority here, but there's something that's clearly not right. And, you know, I, I just think that it, it doesn't bother me too much. I'd rather, you know, if he doesn't play, uh, if I, if there's what, problems like that, I'm inclined to believe, I'm inclined to believe the manager on it. Do you know what I mean? I don't think yeah. Arteta's yeah. done it because, you know, it's some sort of personality clash and he's putting the team at risk for that. I think he's done it because Gwendouzi's obviously, obviously been a little git at some uh, more than one occasion and that's putting it kindly. 
Talking of little gits, what about Urzel, the Urzel situation? What's your current feeling about that? I, do you know what, mate? I can't be asked. I can't be asked <laughs> to hear another excuse about why he's not, you know, why he's not playing, why he hasn't texted me back. It's that sort of thing, isn't it? When you hear, you know, you hear someone talking about, oh, yeah, you, one of your mates, yeah, she hasn't texted me back for the sixth time. It's like, maybe it's just not going to work out. And it's kind of like this. It's like, do you know what? It's just, you know, there's been... Different excuses. God, some of the some of the Twitter rumours that have gone round about Ozil's absences. I'd love to collate them all together in one account, which is reasons for Ozil not playing, and just have uh, them all there because some of the more recent ones have been absolutely crazy. But ultimately, he doesn't play. He's it's not just. It wasn't just you know the last manager or the manager. It's been a consistent thing now over a number of years, and it, and it's just. I can't believe he's he's not Jack, like what Jack Wilshere was when he was genuinely always injured. It's there's something that's just not right, and he's mm. getting paid an extreme amount of money. And get rid. I, I just can't. If anything, just because I can't be asked to hear the reasons and for for him not playing. I know, I know, and I can't. And also, I've really fed up with those with his you know social media tweets saying, "Oh, you know, we're all still." Still, all about the Arsenal. I'm like, wait, don't give a sh- don't give that much of a shit, do you, Josh? How are you feeling about it at the moment? Well, uh, there was just on social media, Arsenal put out this like one line, didn't they? Mesut missed training yesterday yes. due to a slight back injury, so he is not in today's matchday squad. <laughs> it's like they have to make an announcement just on him yeah. to try and avoid the question the following day because Arteta doesn't want to be put under yet another query about why he's not involving the club's best-paid footballer in yet another football game when he's had to sit there, you know, umbrella umbrella and all, you know, with Lacazette and all his, you know, mates in the sunshine in Southampton. It's, you, yeah. you can't pretend, I mean, I understand the club have to act in a certain way and have to put the story out with a certain angle, but we are beyond the point of thinking, yeah, Oh, it's just it's, it's not this game, but maybe the next one. Oh, if only he was 100% fit, it had definitely been involved. Because if ever there was, if there had been an incident and you thought he's going to get back involved in the squad some point between, you know, this whole coronavirus post-football period, it had to be playing at Sheffield United in the FA Cup. Because by by playing Maitland-Niles, you know, instead yeah. of um, instead of Hector Bellerin, by bringing Lacazette back, it was just clear where we were with this fixture. You know, it's a priority, yeah. but not to the point where we can't make changes. So I thought it was nailed on that Ozil was going to just take part in this game, and for whatever reason, he he hasn't. I mean, I just I just can't. You know, it's one of those things with, with Mesut now, and yeah, okay, there's been moments of magic on the pitch, but it's just not worth it is it it's not there, no. there's something something that's just clearly not right it hasn't been right pretty much fairly soon after he signed that that contract if, if i'm honest it's like you've bought a car that looks really decent and all of a sudden the exhaust has fallen off straight away it's just like <laughs> yeah and then yeah. it's got a bad back yeah. <laughs> it's just and it's, it's got just, to the point where it's got to the point where that Twat, um, Rod Little is writing columns about him in the Sunday Times. I mean, it's getting is absolutely ridiculous. Oh, yeah, I yeah. saw that. I mean, that's yeah, painful, painful. Um, didn't you, I wanted to quickly mention, don't you think how weird it is, how how reluctant, um, uh, Hector is to pass to Pepe in that, in that, um, 
in the in the, obviously didn't play yesterday, but in the league game, he was just like constantly. There were moments where he had the ball, and, you, and it was definitely on for him to give the ball to Pepe. And he just, I almost felt there's something going on where he's like they had a disagreement. It was abs- It was so obvious that I, Pepe I was think being we, stopped I think, by Hector Bellerin. I think with Hector, there's I I think he's almost got like a slight. It's like he's got a slight crisis of confidence because it's not. Uh, sometimes I think it could be anyone playing out yeah. there. He's just not confident enough. No. It seems. He doesn't seem. He's certainly not the player that he was before. Before he got injured, certainly in his athleticism, uh, which got him out of danger in a lot of situations. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know what what's going on with him. It's weird. People talking about Cedric Suarez getting a four-year deal to play deputy. Has he? Because it, there's. Every, I would. Yeah. Would anybody be really surprised if eventually he comes comes in, and there's yeah. a chance he might take over. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely an issue, isn't it? Um, Bellerin's form, yeah. Just his passing, particularly feels like it's gone a bit. Yeah, Josh? Did you see that Paddy Power has ever in their little PR? Did you see their little move? Because Bellerin had promised to donate 3,000 oh, yeah, trees. Yeah. And they said they'd do 6,000 every time we didn't win. Very easy, but he's the sort of thing you could see coming as soon as, uh, as, soon as Bellerin uh, promised it. Do we know where these trees are going to be? Or is it just collectively some trees? Was there I any think one of them might be a new sign-in to replace David Louise. <laughs> and we'll just say, oh, yeah, it's trees centre-half. And it just you put it in and it just stays in one position. And it'll probably still make more interceptions. That's what I'd like. That's, that's the big plan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the two, two trees are centre-halves. And we'll just see how we get on. They'll play, if we play a high enough line, and if they actually stay there, then we might actually be able to play some people offside. <laughs> that is true that is so true oh that was annoying wasn't it their offside goal yesterday that they spent hours analyzing how bad our defending was but it was fucking clearly offside i don't feel like you can analyze terrible defending if from a goal that wasn't scored properly because they were all offside anyway i yeah it was another it was just another thing to to have to top it <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Um, I guess we should turn out. Should we should, the Thomas Partey thing, like everyone I know who, like all, all the people have been saying there's no way we're going to sign this guy. But then, but it keeps, rumours keep resurfacing again today. There was more, I saw journalists mentioning it. That, and, it, you know, we obviously do need to, if, if Sabias is going to go, obviously, we do need to bolster our midfield massively, don't we? So, I mean, it makes sense to the kind of buy we need, but are we really going to spend forty-five million on on? Um, well, it's on like, like we we we're not doing the deals to get the play. We're not getting like Saka sorted with a contract, so I find it hard to believe that someone else is going to come in mm. and we're going to spend money there. I, like, I half expect that by the time we go back to the Emirates, we're going to be sitting on wooden seats. Like, <laughs> I think they're going to completely like cut costs <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And it will just be yeah. I I I find it hard to believe these rumours. Because I, I struggle to believe that we'd be able to sign someone when we can't just get a, a contract yeah. with a, a promising youngster over the line. Is Keir Jurabchin his agent? I haven't checked. I haven't checked. But um, and do we believe the story? Do you know the, what? I story... might be Keir Jurabchin to be my agent if it, <laughs> it could it. get me a game. If he if he could do a new deal with Last Lake for next year, he's absolutely he's in. <laughs> <laughs> do we believe the story that Louise took a pay cut? That, that's what that's what they put out, didn't they, yesterday? Um, saying that he took a pay cut to on his on his. Yeah, I mean, presumably he was being paid way too much anyway. But do we believe that? I mean, they can't lie about it, can they? I guess it must be true. Do you see that story, Josh? Yeah, I, I suspect if it if it was a pay cut, that it was a very small one. 
You're in a better negotiating situation. 200, when you're, 295,000. Yeah, go on. You're in a better, you know, negotiating situation this time last year when he was a, you know, completely free agent and there's no transfer fee than what you are now at the end of a deal in this post, you know, coronavirus football world and how many clubs are going to be able to pay, you know, your salary. So, you know, I, I suspect uh, that, that, you know, it's not impossible. There could be some truth. I mean, he hasn't become a better player. You'd argue in the last year, he's a year older, you near and a year nearer to the end of his career. So, yeah, I'm willing to believe it. I mean, we're giving him some stick. He's not been he's not been all bad uh, no. by by no, any means. Fine. And the big thing yeah. the big thing is, I, I think is, it sounds like Arteta really wanted him. Like the quotes coming from the manager himself just seemed that like he really wanted him to stay, and he was to him he was in an integral part of what what he wanted to do. So it's like, yeah. what, I mean, do, we, do we trust the manager? Yeah. In, Arte- in the games when Arteta took over, he was fine. He was absolutely fine, wasn't he? In fact, well, I think we all thought, oh, actually, you know, Arteta can sort him out and get him to play perfectly decently. I think he does always look better in a back three anyway, like that with two other, you know, that that that's what um, they kept always said at Chelsea, you know, they were playing a back three and he was fine. I think just feel like he had that crazy, crazy, he's always capable of appalling, diabolical, embarrassing moments, isn't he? Like, you know, like Mustafi, was. That was the, that's the one thing. There was some, there was somebody already in that um, complete fuck up role for us, and we kind yeah. of it's one of those things. If we yeah. hadn't have had Mustafi, you'd have gone. Actually, yeah, maybe we can get away with a couple of um, you know yeah. bog standard David Luiz moves. But it, it, I think it it's because we, you know we hit, we have it with Mustafi every now and again as, as well. Um, yeah, but do yeah, you know I do what? Feel like like, we've become inured to them don't you like, I feel like you know because the Gary Neville's and the Rio Ferdinands of this world I mean I, whenever they always, they're always saying in the end our defenders are just not good enough and I kind of when you stand back from it you kind of think yeah you are right they're, they are with, capable of it's weird of us there's such a light that's shone on our defence and it has been for yeah. such a long time but I'm it's hard because when you look back on I'm sure there were times when Sol Campbell made mistakes when, when like Carlo Torre did and stuff like that you know and I, I think that it's just with with our defending now because it happens more often than not. There's more of a there, we shine more of a light, and it certainly the pundits did yesterday. Yeah. Bloody hell, we yeah. won, and it was all about our defending again. And it was just, you know, yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah, boy, we should look. Josh, at should we, let's look Wednesday at let's, night. New yes. Norwich. Uh, is it a six p.m.? Is this a six p.m. one? I believe it, I is, it is. Yes. Yeah. Is that, I'm is loving that this. Fake? I'm loving this. What? I was wondering because Alex has obviously told us that we're recording when well, we started around seven o'clock. How is that going to fit in with putting kids to bed if it's a six o'clock kickoff? Um, do you know what, Josh? I hadn't thought about that until just now. Um, I'm sure it'll be fine. Oh, do you know what though? Um, the other day, uh, yesterday, sorry, my eldest. My, my she she's like she like she. Because she's got the Arsenal kits, she knows that it's football. She knows that Arsenal are on. And she's kind of, you know, she wants to like, uh, she comes and like sits next to me and only for like five minutes or so. But I'll tell you what, if I can get uh, to do that a few times, then it, it'll be it'll be happy days. Get get a load of Mickey Mouse Clubhouse on the go before and then get her tired of it. And then I'll, I'll switch the Arsenal. But it's sad that I have to think tactically how to watch my own television against a three-year-old. But I managed to play... <laughs> The other week, I managed to play two hours of football manager with her set up my side as my assistant manager. And all she was doing was pr- 
pressing the continue button on the iPad and she was loving it. So if <laughs> we can brilliant. have those levels, if I could have those levels of concentration from her, um, we should be all right. But I'll be honest with you, uh, the other day against Southampton on Thursday, I got completely caught out by that kickoff. I missed the entire game. I was completely hammered. Oh. No. I'd been drinking in the sun <laughs> mid-afternoon and I was absolutely smashed. <laughs> so I only found out we that is brilliant. when I sobered up about nine o'clock and I was like, oh, that's all right, Ed. That was good. <laughs> going to make it. Well, at least this time you prepared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. For the six o'clock kickoff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right, I'm going, to ask, what's, I'm going to ask for predictions now. Josh, what do you think is going to happen in that game? I think Arsenal will win this game 2-0. And we will have three wins in a row, which will be a, a rare treat this season. And just psychologically, that might just put us nearer. I think with Arsenal, it's so much been about the hope, hasn't it, at different points in yeah. the last couple of years. I think we'll just start to get this little hope that we could push for, you know, European place, you know, via the league. And then yeah. I fear the inevitable will happen. But I think this will be a win. 2-0. Yeah, Alex? 3-1. I can see it's conceding and then everyone will just talk about the goal that we conceded but I think we'll win 3-1 <laughs> yeah I agree. Oh, yeah. Uh, actually I'm going to go for um, I'm going to go for a 2-0 is that what you said Josh yeah okay oh, I'll say 2-1 then I'll say 2-1 well, boy um, can we just take a pause here to acknowledge no, that one of our say, yeah. yeah go on yeah about our, our, that you've got more right than I have well, I've got more I got more of the whether whether we're going to win, lose, or draw right, but you've got more specific results right. Is that is that the case? Yeah, I think we should just uh, we should name drop here because it was a. Uh, uh, let me just get the name. It was uh, A is for Arsenal on Twitter, who messaged us to to make the point that uh, yeah, you had got fifteen of twenty nine correct outcomes, including one right result. I had twelve of twenty six, including four exact <laughs> results. So if I, I got one got- result. One point. Games. Yes, 20, you're one out of 29. I mean, even if you'd have just gone, like, it's poor, basically, I think was the ultimate. And I've done very slightly better. But anyway, we should. Uh, so we all think oh, he, home against Norwich. He is a legend. Yeah. Great thanks to him for predicting our for, for, Thank you so for much. counting up our predictions. Thank you so Can much. Can I just um, ask, ask you, fellas, what, what you thought just quickly on the fact that I, I know the, the club have put it right and they're going to wear black armbands on, on where. Wednesday, for Theo Foley. Uh, for yeah. Theo Foley. Yeah. But what you made of the fact that they didn't on on yesterday? Because obviously there was a bit of a lot of people were kind of saying, "Well, I can't believe they didn't do it yeah. then as well." Do you think that the club it was a mis- it was a kind of the club had forgotten and they've rectified it, or do you think it was always their their plan to to do it at home on on Wednesday? Yeah. I, I give can't them the I credit. Can't decide. Yeah, they're I normally credit. good with stuff like this. Aren't they, they are. My feeling is they probably had decided to 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 commemorate him in the home game, and but they just forgot to tell to make that clear, which they should have done, I think, earlier. Because then, to for your first game you're playing to not acknowledge it felt weird. So someone somewhere I feel was not communicated properly that we were always going to do that. But I have to, you have to assume they they must have must have um, decided to have a tribute to him in, in the first home game. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be a conscious decision. That you know, the communications department is too big not to have that conversation yeah. and decide something to do. Did I see also they are having home programs for the remainder of the season? Did you see this? They are going to have yeah that's programs. Right, yeah. So I'm sure there'll be something in there that acknowledges. 
you can't have home programs and no Gunnosaurus. I'm, I'm, I've mentioned this last time. Well, I yeah, was on they should have There's no, there's yeah. no Gunnosaurus. Um, I actually it was a Gunnosaurus's birthday last week, and I was asked by the, I got to wish him. There's an amazing video on the um, Junior Gunners Twitter of people wishing Gunnosaurus happy birthday, <laughs> and it's Rob Holding. <laughs> It's basically all players, and then it cuts to me <laughs> going, just let you know, Gunnosaurus, happy birthday. You're the best dinosaur I know. And it's so it's, random. I thought they'd brilliant. have like, people like Dermot, but obviously Dermot's busy. Dermot's not got time to, to record a birthday message for Gunnosaurus. <laughs> is Gunnosaurus 65 million years old? Is that how old yeah. it is? It was, it was like, it was such a random video. That's so good. Just talking about, you know, messages, Alex, you, 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 we haven't been on with you on a podcast since you'd got a very oh, special yeah. message on the last yeah. leg from Arsenal's oh, greatest ever God. player. Can we oh, just, was that genuinely a surprise or were you acting? I, I, honestly, mate, uh, I mean, my acting is is not that good. If you if you saw the Sky Short I did a few years ago, <laughs> it's not that good. Um, but no, honestly, I had no idea. Um, I'll be honest with you. I kind of, I half, I was getting annoyed in the day because they kept saying that um, they were going to read out where they had in the script that, that these birthday messages. They kept saying they were going to read out people's twitter messages to me or twitter poems i was getting really annoyed thinking i'm just going to get mucked off four times in the show here so when i saw the first one it was gunnosaurus i dig and they said oh we've got your hero i'll be honest with you there was a moment when i thought they might get um, this might be like craig david or even like danny dyer or someone like that i'd never imagined for a second it would be um Henri, and it was such a i mean that message is incredible and yeah. I, I kind of i did have to it was so so um warm and so uh, uh such an emotive message i did genuinely check with last leg afterwards like look you didn't tell him that i was more ill or more disabled than what i was and they were like of course not his agents would have found out straight away that you if we just said oh you're you know he's he's severely severely disabled <laughs> apparently he just yeah he's just a very serious guy but my god i was that's one of the best things that's ever happened to me. That message. Oh, I, was, it was, I was, I was welling yeah. up hugely and it on was, your behalf. Yeah, it was just, it was incredible. Um, uh, yeah, it was, it was amazing. It, it said a lot that, like, obviously, <laughs> the kids had like done loads of cards for me in that, and I was like, yeah, but that message from Henri was good though, wasn't it? Thanks for, thanks for putting your handprint on your card and that. That just, <laughs> which is, if anything, is a, is a diss. But yeah, it was kind of. <laughs> message was was amazing um it, it was it was absolutely uh, lovely i've hopefully hopefully now they've gotten in with his agents we may one day get him on the show and i'll get to oh, yeah. spend, spend some time with him it'd be yeah, well, i was lucky enough it was great i was lucky enough to um do a doing a, a behind the scenes um story on um with james corden's show um uh and he was the guest on that and uh, so I got to meet him, and and he was he's just incredibly charismatic, lovely wow. guy, and everything. Yeah. And James Gordon actually took a picture of me with Thierry Henry for me on his phone, so that I could commemorate the moment. And he was like, "I'll send them to you. I'll send them to you." And he went back to LA. He's never sent them to me. Furious. And you can't just go, James. When are you going to send me these pictures of me? And you me know, it would be like one of those. Of course, you can. 
Yeah, you definitely can. Boys, it's not like you can't reach him. Come on. We uh, uh, This is a campaign. Where, you're going to have to like know the date. Because if he's scrolling through all his photos, he wants to know the exact date he's looking for. He doesn't want a long just... time ago now. It's a long time ago now. He I did get one, one picture, I think, that someone took. But he had loads. So they were like increasingly brilliant but anyway yeah that's that's my own Thierry Henry story we, Josh. we should just look ahead also to Wolves yes. on Saturday Wolves on Saturday they are 5.30 in 5.30 kickoff um, 2-0 two defeat 2-1 two, two defeat actually 2-1 I think we'll get a goal I, I do you know what I'm gonna go really positive I'm gonna finish on a positive note and I think we're gonna win 1-0 wow yeah, how about that? I'm gonna go one all. I'm gonna go one all. Yeah, I don't think I think I think we can scrape a draw. Yeah, I'm so loving boy, this positivity. So I do think we'll beat Norwich. So you can have a point for that, and then it will be like you've had <laughs> about, yeah. about four four results out of about thirty five for whatever it's been this season. <laughs> yeah, thanks, mate. Right. Um, um, it, great. Alex, it's been absolutely brilliant. Um, thank thank you. you so much for it's quarter, doing past, this. It's quarter past yeah. eight. There's no way yeah. they're up. <laughs> no way they're up. Absolutely. Happy days. I can Happy happily days. go downstairs now in the yep. quiet, probably catch up with, I'm piling through a box set of Succession at the moment, which is one of the best shows oh, I've ever seen. Great. Um, great. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Really oh, happy, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. Pleasure. <laughs> more and we should more say of these, disability, please. <laughs> disability and Me is on Sunday, uh, 9 o'clock BBC Two. Everyone should watch yes. it. Uh, yeah, Sunday, yeah. 9 o'clock, BBC Two. Um, yeah, watch it. So, so I'm really pleased with it. I'm, I've, I'm really, it's very rare I, I compliment myself uh, on my television work, and rightly so at times. But this one I'm, re- I'm really happy with. And just watch it, if not, to see that, that extreme overreaction at Southampton yeah. at home. It Absolutely. Is... And we all look forward, Josh, I think, to the return of Kieran Tierney's Tesco bag, hopefully, in the next few weeks. Cheers, Josh. Have you frozen, Josh? Oh, no, you just, just, you just drifted off. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Oh, thanks great, so much. Oh, that was so great was, fun. Thank really you. enjoyed that. Um, yeah. 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 Great. Thanks a lot. And hopefully Thank I'll uh, speak to you soon. Boyd, if they yeah. don't um, get that link to you, give sure. us a shout sure so I'll get on to them. Yeah. Although, I'm going to be honest with you, I did the first lot of press for it and they hadn't even sent it to me. So they were talking to me about bits in the film and I was going, oh, was that in, was it? And it wow. was, um, yeah, they really, yeah, they were like, okay. oh, yeah, they're really protective over the links. And it's like, well, how come the, the woman from uh, the TV Choice has got had a link and I haven't? And I'm in it. <laughs> but anyway, right. Um, that is brilliant. But yeah, I hope you yeah. enjoy it if you get to see it and please feel free will, to yeah. plug it. All right, mate. I'll Thanks go. a lot, guys. Nice one. See, see you later. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wasn't that a great podcast? Now, if you've got 90 seconds spare in your day, come and listen to ours. It's called What Has He Said Now? and is available wherever you've got this podcast. You're going to lose a number of people to the flu. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.